0: For the Norm Smith, um, yeah, wide open betting affair here, OB. If you're looking for a real bit of Ric Flair, which Top Rope likes, uh, my picks for either side would be Smith on a wing for Geelong at forty one dollars, and also Blakey.
1: Hello, and welcome to Little Betty Sports Show for a Monday first look. I'm your host Nikki Sylvester. Joining me today is MG. We're going to go through the AFL Grand Final. We've also got Top Rope on the line for two amazing games of NRL that were over the weekend. First Look is proudly brought to you by Little TV topsport.com.au, pan- punting form and manscaped for the very best in men's grooming. MG, how are you?
0: Morning, Nikki. I'm uh, not too bad, actually. Uh, just uh, AFL season all packed away. We've got our grand final <laughs> winner. I know. I know everyone will know, but uh, obviously the uh, Cats dismantled the Swans on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah. It was... Uh, yeah, probably a script that uh, going into the week where we kind of analysed it in, you know, we just probably thought Geelong were just travelling the better, the stronger side and uh, Sydney probably had to change something up early in the first quarter and unfortunately they came out too meek and mild and the game was over before quarter time so it was uh, a bit of a recession after that but uh, that's alright, we'll unpack it a bit later, we had we had a bit of... Uh, luck with the the total sailing over which was the uh only sting of the <laughs> of the uh of the week but uh yeah for a bit of rick flair punters which uh i know top rope always forces me to tip a bit of rick flair we got the North norseith medalist uh at the 41 so um there was some joy uh towards the back end of the game
1: <laughs> okay you had a great week great great weekend you're very excited now top rope I'm going to go to you because you told me in the second game, I said I sent you a quick message and I said, who have you got for first try scorer? And you said um, you had Cody Walker. And then, I don't know, how many minutes after you sent me a text message, you're like, bang.
2: It wasn't long after Nick. It was a, um, a nice little result. We uh, didn't quite get the cash with uh, either of the main plays. So I was very keen on the Cowboys in the first game against the Eagles. They looked to have them on toast when you were 12 up with uh, 20 to go in in very hot and humid conditions, but they were very, very poor. And the heels come back uh, to book themselves uh, just their third grand final since 1986, the year of their last premiership. And Um, uh, did you tip that,
1: or did I tip that? I was wondering. uh, I I certainly didn't tip it, Nikki. So I'm guessing
2: you were the one who tipped that. So congratulations again.
1: (laughs) I'd stayed quiet up until now.
2: (laughs) You did very well, very well. Um, And in the second game, I was. uh, well, for a good chance at the pass uh, the on there. they they certainly looked that way. And they were up 12-0 early, let in a pretty ordinary try, about four to go, 12-6. And then in a, in one of the most stupid plays you will ever see on a football tournament preliminary final, they got a chance that the ball back just on halfway, They like it's worked for a field goal, got 13-7. Latrell Mitchell, who did set had a minus 2 out of 10 game, uh, decided to throw another heinous pass out wide, dropped Straight into the arms of Brian Tuttle, who then goes and gives Katie uh, Walker the big don't argue and scores miraculously 12 all halftime. The Panthers were never losing it from there, come out and won 32
1: 12. I agree with you. That game was insane. That first 20 minutes, the Rabbitohs were all over the Panthers. They had, I mean, it, literally, they were all over them. And you just thought it was going to be a really different game to what it ended up being. But yeah, as you say, they had some pretty loose passes. They made a couple of errors. They got a man sent off. And then that was it.
2: First send off in in twenty eight years in, in finals, so it was yeah um, right really? pretty big pretty big moment. But, uh, but, but the key of the game was how just they worked on Mitchell over from beginning to end, and his fitness or lack thereof really told him. One of the problems when you get a talented player like Mitchell, and they get found wanting, and they yeah you know, they they they're certainly not putting in the, the work that's required. They try and overcome that with yeah you know, by trying to create some kind of magic play, and there were three or four times there we was throwing. Big, long, hard cut passes just going on and they've split the ball on a proof of cost they needed. That would, that would go up there as one of the yeah, 10 or 12 worst performances in preliminary. final let's say. It was a shocking
1: performance. And it's just set it up for an amazing grand final. Like the NRL could not be happier than how it's turned out. I read your piece this morning that you wrote and you are right. Like it is a dream final for them to get the two biggest clubs in the Western, you know, for the West into a grand final. It's just insane, huge.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's absolutely massive and, you know, I guess in a week when uh, AFL Grand Final has the worst ratings ever and people are clearly losing interest in uh, <laughs> in, in, in the Victorian code, uh, but, you, know, you get a genuine rivalry uh, in, a, in an NRL Grand Final. And to be honest, in the NRL era, there's probably only ever been one genuine, genuine rivalry in a Grand Final, which was the Cowboys and Broncos in 2015. Okay, we went to Golden Point, miraculous game. So, um, huge is the the, the epicenter of of the NRL and NRL strategy. And where where, where the game is taking under the, and the Peter lanes is certainly moved to the west of Sydney. Look, they've been given every favour of these two teams. They've got every decision throughout the final series. It's uh, uh, orchestrated or not, the, the NRL has got exactly who they want in the final. So, uh, it's going to be an absolute blockbuster.
1: I cannot wait. Yeah. Now- Give me a quick recap of the um, the Presidents Cup in the golf.
2: Presidents Cup in the golf. Well, from a personal point of view, Justin Thomas losing today was an absolute debacle. It cost me the top uh, top US scorer there, so I thought it was an absolute morale. Uh, yeah, US won reasonably comfortably, probably as comfortably as uh, most thought. Uh, Australia fought back yesterday in both the foursomes and the four ball, uh, and it was a strong day today. From from seven and a half to twelve and a half. I think it was the final score. Uh most well many had uh, had the US winning kind of twenty plus points. So uh one again that's fourteen out of fifteen now, yeah, never lost home soil the US, but uh um yeah, look uh, this was a mismatch on paper from the get go. And the, the the only thing surprising at the result was probably how close it was.
1: Okay, thank you for that one. And give me a little recap on the NFL as well.
2: NFL another huge uh, huge morning in the NFL. I'm sure MG was up at uh up at three am as well, but, you know, we might work our way backwards a little bit here, but uh, it's remarkable. And you know, I think with the AFL, that, that, that kind of defies, not defies, defies, but it probably explains its popularity. How many games go down to the line in the final two minutes? You Yeah, um, the Rams minus three, they were, they were battling to defend uh, an 11-point and 8-point lead, which could have gone either way at the end there. Packers plus one and a half had to stop a two point conversion in the uh, uh, last twenty seconds uh, of play. There, uh, we had uh, Atlanta Seattle Atlanta you know, plus one and a half uh, point dogs 27-23, They went it's yeah you know, it was remarkable. So you know, in terms of yeah you know, kind of notable performances, Buffalo and Kansas City they both lost. So uh, yeah, the two the two total favorites there uh, both went down. Uh, New England went down again, and there, you know, Mac Jones looks like he might be hurt, so that's a concern. Jim, I'm sure you've got some a few thoughts on that. And uh, Minnesota pulled out a last-ditch win uh, to get Detroit and Tennessee uh, held off a two-point conversion to to knock off the uh, the Raiders. MG, what did you what, what, what did you take away from this morning?
0: Yeah, no, what I took away from it, as you said, it's it's amazing how many uh, games just keep being live. Uh, deep into the contest and I know you know they stack the card uh, in terms of so many games on but you know already in uh, in going well, at the end of week three there's only two undefeated teams Miami Dolphins and the Eagles and not too many teams would have uh, too many tipsers would have put that up uh, as there are only two undefeated teams and already in week week three at the end of week three I know we've got one still to come uh, the Giants tomorrow are still undefeated It just shows how even they are how many close games there are and you know it's yeah it's amazing I, you know the scoring still, still not up there top rope. I know that there was a bit more of an even split in the scoring. There were some high scoring games, but still plenty of uh, the defense has seemed to be on top overall.
2: Yeah, definitely, especially in some games you'd, you'd probably expect there to be plenty of points in, like the the, the Packers Bucks game and um, yeah, uh, the Philadelphia Washington game. You're seeing you well, what I've kind of noticed a lot over the last couple of years is you are getting a lot. of more aggressive defense, trying to knock, trying to force fumbles, knock the balls out, or stuff like that, and usually kind of done in yeah you know, the other team's offensive composition. So you're seeing a lot of a lot more turnovers, I think, in, and that's kind of without kind of delving too deep into the stats. But you 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 are seeing a lot of teams without any weapons, like at the Patriots. That was a high-scoring game today. I don't know how the Patriots score a single point. Like they've got. They've got absolutely nothing at wide receiver. They've got no game breakers. And then you look at teams like the the Rams, who have got plenty of plenty of offensive weapons, just can't kind of get over the hump there on, on, on the goal line. So um I think it's been a I think, yeah, kind of defenses anyway, are getting a bit more this year. It's certainly a bit more on the line anyway. So uh still still plenty of enjoyment from my point of view. But uh, um yeah, we're not getting the shootouts we did of
1: and just a reminder that Top Rope and Jerry both have NFL packages, and you can get that for twenty two dollars a week in the Little Betty TV shop. And remember to tune into Third and Long as well with the boys. But um, twenty two dollars a week, as you hear, plenty of games, um, plenty of stuff to bet on, and the NFL seems like it is getting off to an amazing season. So we're going to get straight into the AFL now. Geelong they thrash Sydney one hundred and thirty three to fifty two MG. Yes, it was uh, part of the
0: you know Top Rope did touch on it early with the. Uh, <laughs> The ratings been so poor, part of that reason, top rope, no doubt, was the New South Wales sent down a side that was insipid on the day, so unfortunately, a lot of people would have tuned out after quarter time when it was forty to six. So um, next time, sounded st- like a
2: lot of people didn't tune in before then.
0: Next time Sydney want to send down uh, a, a team to play in a premiership, uh, maybe they can have one that turns up on the day. So uh, that was very disappointing from. Uh, from uh, your state representative there, top rope. At, I'd, uh, I'd, be yeah.
2: quite, I'd be quite happy if you took both them to South Melbourne. And you took GWS back to Victoria <laughs> and <June>. <laughs> <laughs> if to send, send teams
0: down. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, some people had some live tickets uh, into uh, Sydney for the premiership. Thought they we- might <laughs> might might have done a better performance on the day, but uh, I did. I you know, my, my take on the game coming into it, uh, which we did discuss on the Thursday yep. when OB was here, was just like you know, Sydney uh, had to really go off centre to yep. start the grand final. And I was really disappointed in the first few minutes that not one Geelong player was sat on their tail, um, you know, to, to say that they were here to play. They just they just let Geelong get into their rhythm yep. and uh, they cranked through their gears too quickly. And unfortunately, yeah, the game was over inside the first quarter. So uh, after that, we were just cheering for um, all the rest of the stuff that uh, Top Rope loves, loves to have a bet on, <laughs> you know, goal kickers and stuff like that. Unfortunately, uh even Tom Hawkins, we th- kind of nibbled on him for the three, four, and five mm-hmm. goals. He managed to kick three goals. Four. Uh, we did have a bit of luck late with the um, Isaac Smith, as we said, yep. winning, winning the North Smith Medal. So, people who invested on the uh, the picks there, the, the the value pick at the forty one dollars, he he picked up the North Smith Medal. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, yeah, you know, Geelong finished the year amazingly, Nikki. They had sixteen straight victories. Oh, they were the awesome. best side all year, and they certainly showed that. Uh, on the last day um led by their captain i thought you know he set this set the scene unbelievably even though they started him on the bench which they had done for uh the majority of um a lot of the games especially on the back end of the year he came on their 12 disposals in the first quarter and i thought uh unlike sydney showed the true leadership and really set up the game so he was very impressive for mine and i'd be surprised if he doesn't go around again next year um i know it is his fourth title uh and he is of age and stuff like that but just the way he finished off you know, he'll, he'll sit down and sort that out. But an amazing game. Uh, he, he's, you know, from a true leader that, uh, yeah, got the job done. Um, and, you know, there was other highlights, obviously. Isaac Smith, who was a Norm Smith is has, has won uh, his fourth premiership as well. Dangerfield got his first to complete an unbelievable CV that, that he has in the game now. So, um, but just a, yeah, take on the game. Geelong were awesome all day. They had probably... No weaknesses coming into the game, which is a preview. That's why I thought Sydney really had to try something left as centre to at least put themselves into the game. Um, But, yeah, Geelong on every line. They've got some amazing stories. Obviously, feel for uh, Max Holmes, who didn't come up on the game. Very brave decision by the coach, Scott. It was his call. Um, The the doctors had ticked off on him to say he was right to go, and it was uh, Scott's call to to leave him out. Uh, Whether you know right or wrong, we'll never know. But, yeah, it just shows what i guess a selfless team geelong have been and they rely on their depth and parford who took his spot uh ended up kicking a goal and and did contribute to the game so yes yeah, so that was probably the only downside of the whole thing but uh i think geelong will do their best to include him
1: well they were super classy like just watching the last little bit that i did um because like some people when you saw the score you thought oh no here we go um but they were really classy and i think the thing that really strikes me about the team is just how much they really enjoy each other's company. They seem to really get on well. They've got a lot of respect for each other. They seem to play well for each other, um, want to be there for each other. Um, it seems like the players with families really get on well together. So maybe that has is the reason that they were just understated all year and, you know, all of a sudden they've come to the finals here and, and everyone was talking about Melbourne going back to back and well, not me, but... Everyone was talking about <laughs> Melbourne going back to back and <laughs> um and all of a sudden the Smokies is, is Geelong and here they are. Like they've just pulled off an insane performance in um in the grand final. And what did you say? Might was the one of the top five um yeah, biggest most, winning yeah, marches. Yeah. Win,
0: yeah. And also their uh, their age list, I think, averaged twenty eight, oh, which is insane. One, one of the old, oldest uh, ages in history. Age list, sorry, in history. Yeah. Top rope, you would have seen the uh, the pre game entertainment, you would have been pretty happy with that, wouldn't it? Your mate Robbie Williams with a special guest from Delta Goodrum singing, you would have enjoyed that.
2: Didn't say it, M.G. It was a kid's birthday party. That's how relevant yeah, our sort program of forms up here. So I got home about half-time, saw that um, the game was nearly over, watched a bit of racing, uh, just got a, got a little look in from you, seeing how uh, your 41 shot was going. I was up, a bit up and about then and then uh, certainly tuned in to watch it go over. And then uh, don't understand yourself, M.G. You tip your first goal scorer, uh, I think, uh, Cameron and Papley. But, uh some some degenerates also like to back your first score, but it's his last goal scorer. So, happily, uh, last goal scorer as well. So, well done. Oh, man. and he got it in the last thirty seconds, too. Yeah. Well, he yeah. he did knock off Cameron. So, who who, who did have it there? With uh, um, who did have it beforehand? So, you got the last two.
0: Too good, you. You don't miss a You don't miss a bet. Seriously, too good. High
2: high bet count on the
1: weekend. Very high bet count on the weekend. Yay! <laughs> I've been waiting all year to use that. Oh my God. Oh my god! I'm so excited. Okay, because the AFL Grand Final was a total whitewash. Let's go through the season. So, 71% of faves won, 52% of covers, 56% of over totals, and 61% for the home teams.
0: Yeah. So just quickly, we use pretty much 70% as the uh, under and over for how they go in the year. So it's pretty much bang on for that. As you can see, very even, hard to win on the on on the line betting. uh almost 50% there was a higher scoring uh, tote the season overall at 56%. So. Uh, and the home team's probably uh, – that was probably just down a bit, I think. I think that should be more – 65 is probably the medium there, so it's 61% was a bit lower. But, uh, yeah,
1: not a bad season. The stats are what the stats are. Okay, let's go straight to the stings for the week. All right, after the grand final, he had one bet, but he bet big on it, three units, and he that resulted in a plus 2.73 units. And for the season, 277.5 units – Bet that was a resulted in plus 34.32 units, and it is a final result of 12.36%. That's insane, really.
0: Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Top rope and uh, no, I are pretty happy with our, how the season went. Um, finishing uh, 12%, you'll take that every day. Of course, you will. Oh, sorry, every year. Um, so, yeah, the grand final is always pretty hard to do. Um, you know, it kind of said the line came out a bit cheap at the seven. Yep. It did get up to as high as 12 and 13 and then just checked itself on the day back to 11 with uh, Holmes not playing. But, uh, yeah, obviously that was a uh, an easy cover. But I really like the total going into the day. I just think that uh, some – definitely some media and stuff that I watched during it thought that, you know, it was going to be wet and, you know, there was going to be showers and stuff. I'm not sure what um, weather reports they were looking at because at any stage there wasn't going to be rain <laughs> no. during the day. I'm not sure if that transferred over to the bookies maybe to having it at low side. Just thought they were, they were probably at least a goal short mm-hmm. in the total. It didn't matter anyway. It got to 185. Yeah. We we did have a bit of a poor start the first probably eight or ten minutes. I don't think there was too much scoring, but then when they released the gas, it was uh, yeah, a pretty easy watch. So, yeah, very happy on the year, 12%. So I'll be uh, doing very well to try and reproduce that kind of stuff next year. But, uh, yeah, pretty happy to win that.
1: The pun is if you were on listings, you'd be absolutely pumped with that 12% for $22 a week. I mean, you can't go better than that. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with NRL because now we've got some grand finalists in the NRL. Welcome back to First Look, proudly brought to you by topsport.com.au. Family owned and operated for over 35 years. Bet with a bookie you can trust. Bet with Topsport. Okay, we're going to get straight into week three of the finals for the NRL. Okay, Parramatta, they beat North Queensland 24 to 20. Who thought that was going to happen? Me. (laughs) (laughs) Penrith, they beat South 32 to 12.
2: Yeah, we kind of broke the games down now and but but yeah, Paramount games certainly didn't surprise you, and and but it was it was an upset according to the market, and uh, it was a pr- pretty impressive performance from a team not really renowned for kind of having the metal, but heard uh, that they've, they've, they've jumped kind of beyond week two of the finals, which was the big knock on Brad Arthur. This is four final series in a row for them now. Uh, look, they will go to the, the the grand final, big big underdogs, but. You know, they are against yeah you know, one of their, their their main rivals in in Penrith. So you'd have to imagine they'll be lifting for that. Uh, and the Panthers look; well, they looked a little underdone. They were a bit shell shocked early in the game against South. South were all over them, as mentioned earlier. But I guess the thinness of the South South roster come forward. You know, they're you know, playing Neil McConney got sent off for some pretty thuggish behaviour. He's got six weeks for it, um, but. Before that, he was dropping balls. He was dreadful on the high ball. They were, they were spotting him out. So um very, very ordinary you know, team selection there. Lotrell had an absolute shocker. Um and look, there's absolutely no question that Otrell is 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 one of the best players in the game. But whether fullback's is right position or not, I'm not hundred percent convinced either. So um you just compare him to to Dylan Edwards, who, who was the best player on the field for Penrith, uh, who was everywhere. He was absolutely ready, making tackles and getting back and saving tries in the one place. So, um, yeah, really, really special performance from him. That's almost up upwards. Parhampton are just the third team now, the NRL Lira, to make it uh, to three straight grand finals. Uh, and Parramatta, they are in their third grand final since 1986. They were heavily favoured in 2001, got beaten by Newcastle. Uh, not expected to do much against the Storm in 2009 and, and certainly didn't. Uh, and now we'll, we'll go and be outsiders again. So, uh, yeah, the Hills fans up and about. Panthers fans probably more expected that they'll be here. So, uh, they have be a short-price favourite to year. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's certainly going to be one hell of a game, that's for sure.
1: And um, am I right in saying that, so Penrith have made six grand finals in total, but obviously three of those have been in the last three years. Like, it's amazing. Like, if you think about how good their team is now, currently, that's a pretty big start, like.
2: Yeah, the, the, this, this, you know, made back to back in 1991 and 103. And that, that's been it. And you know, you know, generally for the kind of first 20 years of the uh, era, so from the kind of premiership run and, and kind of year or two surrounding that, uh, been a have been very underwhelming. So, you know, Phil Gould went in there in 2013 on the back of a wooden spoon to, to rebuild, you know, pathways at the club to re, relook at, you know, how we're getting local juniors, you know, through taking away the kind of, at the top of the roster, and uh, yeah, like it or not, Penrith are built for kind of future success because they've got you yeah, know, just a, a stream of talent coming through. No one's got a bigger junior talent base than, than Penrith, so yeah, I don't I win or lose on Sunday night. I don't think
1: uh, I don't think this will be the end of it. Okay, let's have a quick look at the uh, bookie wrap. All right, so one of two faves, one of two covers, two of two over totals, and one of two for the home teams, which takes us to. Seventy percent of faves for the season, fifty-two percent of covers, fifty-four percent of over totals, and fifty-eight percent for the home teams.
2: Yeah, not not a lot in that for, for the year. It's all kind of evened out. That, as MJ said earlier, favourites seventy percent of that sport on, you know, to make to make profit on on, on an over under or, or, or a cover, you need to be hitting at fifty-four percent, and we saw that with uh, with the over total. And uh, uh, we've got um, our finals are certainly been going over, but the totals kind of pull back. So both totals went over this weekend. So Uh, Something to look at, but I haven't given the grand final to look at yet. But my my inclination when these two teams meet each other is that the arm
1: is going to be fine. Let's have a quick look at the GGOA. All right. So for the finals week three, we did have um, two games. That was five and a half units bet, and that did result in a minus five and a half units. But for this season, you've had 361 units bet. That is plus 35.56 units, and it is returning 9.85%, and you've still got the grand final to come. I'm pretty excited.
2: Very pumped up, and uh, one of my favourite uh, betting opportunities for the year is the Clive Churchill Medal. We saw the man of the match at Origin. I think we might have hit all three, or we were pretty close to them. So um, definitely at least a couple. So we've got a few angles to play for the Clive Churchill Medal. So those who, who, who want to just jump on for for this week, uh, you're going to get a full package that'll include uh, some Clive Churchill Medal
1: places. Yeah, that's not bad. Twenty two dollars. You definitely jump on for the finals because I imagine you're going to absolutely fill that out. You're going to pack it out. You're going to find every bet. I'm going to find a million
2: bets. I wish <laughs> to be determined, but I'll find a million bets. Don't worry
1: about it. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Okay. Let's have a quick look forward to the grand final. Um, So here we go. Sunday night, 7.30 p.m., Penrith are taking on Parramatta. $1.36 Penrith, Parramatta 3.15. The line looks to be a flat eight at the moment with the over-unders 37.5.
2: Yeah, first thoughts here were that this line might be a little, little large. Uh, the Eels... Uh, have tended to play Penrith pretty close. Like, I know they got blown out in week one of the finals 27 to 8, but they were up 8 7 when Mitchell Moses went off, went off hurt, and uh, the Panthers got away late there. I'm kind of swinging back a little bit towards towards Penalty. I've just got to try and separate my disdain for Parramatta and, and what the right bet is in this one. So, it might take me a little while as a Bulldogs fan. You want to see the Bulldogs win, the next best result is Parramatta not winning. So, uh so there's certainly the element of that in there as well. So, um, yeah, the one thing I'm confident on is I think this is going to be a, a, a very low-scoring game, which will probably lead to the but I think a low-scoring game is where we need to be.
1: Okay. I remember um, that was my first year that i ever moved to Sydney that where Parramatta played um, Newcastle in the final, and they actually ran out of jerseys. You could not buy a Parramatta jersey anywhere because that's how many people got behind Parramatta. It was insane. I can't. You, you literally couldn't buy anything if you wanted it. It didn't exist. It was amazing. Like, th- that's how much people get behind para. It's. I think it's going to be huge. I can't wait. And as
2: thick as it is to say, I, I, you know, I think they probably are the most popular team in Sydney. It, certainly they've got the current sit second in, in NRL memberships and, and lead all clubs in Sydney. So, uh, and this was before I went on a grand final run. So, uh, yeah, I think yeah, much like probably Richmond in the AFL a few years ago, they I mean, long gut as the sleeping giant, they're in the throes of the longest premiership drought. So, yeah, once the top is off, it's going to be pretty wild out there. So, uh, early, early look though, that you, you, know, you certainly couldn't rule them out of it in a low scoring game, at least getting the plus eight points, you'd think that uh, uh, they would have to be in the mix here. Um, we'll we'll, we'll save the, the full analysis till one, I do some some actual work on the game, and kind of break it down and, and put the ratings and all that in, but uh. Um yeah, look, the, this is a usually a pretty hard-fought, you know, stoic dual kind of game. So, uh, yeah, I, I would expect that, yeah, Penrith are clearly a better side on on paper. Games aren't like won on paper. And, and, you know, the Eels have been, you know, wound up to the hill the last couple of weeks, but they've, they've delivered by the time. So, uh, and you've got to be a little bit worried about, you know, if, that was, if they played like the first 20 minutes against Parramatta, Parramatta probably would have put 24 points on them. So, and and game could be over by that stage. So, um, Yeah, something to, to to kind of delve into. But uh, Parramatta fans, as of Monday, will certainly be, be up and about.
1: Of course they will. Okay. Just that again, the GGOA, $22 a week in the Little Betty um, TV shop, $22 a week. He's going to have a million bets for you going into the grand final. That we can get that for twenty two dollars a week. All right, MG, it's about that time.
0: Yes, Nikki, we've uh, we've got the conclusion to mm-hmm. the uh, the charity event um, for the year. So, as uh, as people who have been following the show know, Top Sports have been giving us hundred dollars per week to uh, have our best bets on a Monday and we've come up with the uh the final leaderboard, although it's been over for a good month or something like that it's still been uh padding the wallet, so you can see uh about our usual for most of the year about two out of three from us, which yeah. has been uh, pretty solid work for a monday uh so the grand final uh over sixty two and a half there for myself, so that covered pretty easily after a slow start I finished one eighty five so it was never really in doubt and then uh you guys the the two, two nicks yeah went head to head and uh nikki's uh defeated top rope, put him, <laughs> put him in the salad dweller, he's not happy about it too top rope he started like a house on fire, was chirpy the first three, three or four weeks but uh, Nicky's gone head to head with him in the last game and uh, yeah, showing him up, so there you can see the final tally so 19 uh, winners and 10 losers for the year um, at 100 bucks a throw, so We've been lucky enough to raise $1,900 for charity for this year, and the charity that I did represent was Love Me, Love You, and right now we've got in studio the uh, founder of uh, this charity. Uh, actually went to school with this man, Lance Piccioni. How are you? Yeah, goodie, how are you? Good, What's thanks,
3: mate.
2: See you. Nice
0: to meet you. Yes, right. uh, good to see you in. Thanks for coming in for you for uh, to pick up the cash. It's always a nice uh, meeting when you're going to pick up the cash in there, it, mate. It's, uh, it wouldn't have got me in otherwise. No, no, sorry. Okay. No, no, no. I know you had a long list of man's. I said we weren't serving breakfast or anything like that. So um, just give us a bit of uh, background about uh, about yourself. You, were a, uh, a, you played plenty of football at school, obviously, and then you were drafted in the AFL. So that's how uh, I guess it kind of ties in with this show a bit in terms of your charity. But just yeah. for the uh, the charity side of it, how did you uh, come about? And just give us a bit of background of, of how yeah, the charity is Yeah, how going. we come
3: about it, mate? We've, uh, coming up next year will be 10 years since I founded the organisation. Um, based on my lived experience, so we're mental health and suicide prevention, that's what we do. Um, and, you know, going from a, a time, you know, 10 years ago, this type of conversation wasn't even had um, to, to where we are now where it's more readily acceptable in terms of the society's ability to have conversations and understandings and um, and understand the journey that we're all on and, you know, where we are on that continuum, you know, ch- it changes every day, right? Yep. So um, based on my have experience, as I said, living with anxiety and depression right through my sort of teenage years, you know, even in my AFL years, um, and then masking that like a lot of people do through drugs and alcohol. Um, got me to a point that uh, in 2011 I had my last suicide attempt um, and then thought there's more to life than what I was doing at the time and let's do something about it. So... Very lucky that I had the uh, the support from the my people, yeah. you know, my, my family and my wife, and, my life and uh, enabled me to get me to a position of, of moving forward and, and having my tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I thought, yeah, that's what it was about. And now we, you know, we're going to schools, uh, you know, sports clubs is our big focus. You know, it's a big focus for us and I know the, the safe environment that sports clubs provide to a lot of people, um, you know, the community space that it is. Um, you know, going to workplaces, delivering a whole heap of doctors types of uh, different types of programming just to help people understand a bit more about their space and what it looks like and what it feels like and how do they actually create more positive sort of well-being and mental health frameworks yep. sort of thing when I say frameworks we're not here to sort of give people the answer of this is what you should do um this is what we could do and this yep. is how we can go about it um and then you know we've got accredited programs you know peer support credit uh, peer support training programs that are accredited from suicide prevention Australia which is a big big sort of big thing for us um, and we do a lot of the support work on the other side. Yeah. So that's what we do. And, you know, it's a, it's a battle every day. The charity space is, yeah. a, is a battle every day. Um, you know, sometimes you, you set a headbutt button on walls to see where you're going and why you're going to do it. Um, and then you yeah. see the the impact that we have as an organisation on the people in the community and uh, it keeps driving you forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, tremendous, yeah. Um, so uh, I guess if people want to get uh, – Get involved or get behind. Or like what uh, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we've got your uh, your message up there. Where's a website that they can even get involved with, or what? What are your major events during the year? I guess that uh, that raise raise the capital for you to keep going.
3: All, there's always there's multiple avenues of how people get involved or organisations get involved with us. It's uh, for us. It's about enabling more programming in with their organisation. Um, you know, we, and that's how we sort of create the impact. Um, so, you know, reach out to us at lovemeloveyou.org.au. Pretty simple. Um, but, you know, so we have a couple of big fundraising events that we do, a big walk called March With Me, which is in March, um, and we've got a big ride coming up. Um, choose Your Own Adventure Virtual Ride-In. We can do it from anywhere they want or do whatever they want. I'll be this year. Um, it's called Ride With Me. I'll be doing it this year, just riding to the park with my son. You okay? know, yeah. And that's as simple as I'll do it. So the previous years, Last year, to do the fundraising component of this event, I um I did an Everesting. So for those people that know cycling sort of thing, it's the equivalent of riding up uh, Mount Everest right. all in one go. So, um you know, so I'll tame it back a little bit this year <laughs> because uh, my my seven year old son doesn't think he's up for a up for an Everest. So and I don't think I'm carrying the carrying the weight that I should be for an Everest either. So. <laughs> um you know but it's it's just different ways of getting involved but what we're trying to do is is to, for us to create the impact for get people to champion the cause and the conversation and the programs yeah. into their organization so that you know they can have the impact that we that we believe people deserve
0: yeah. might might get might put up Nikki to do the ride this year then how far is the ride I'd do it as far as you want. Literally, it's, um, you know, there's different people do
3: it for goals. It's just about the awareness components. Um, and, and, Nikki, you're having to sort of do the tandem bike with Goody. Uh, good, <laughs> good, good good, luck. Um, good luck for that one. And, but like, I, I would pay good life. money to see you in Lycra, though, mate. That's for sure. Yes. No, we won't be
0: recording.
1: Let's get that, that on Twitter. Can we
0: get a <laughs> poll no, up? I used to be a good bike rider back in the days. People who do know me have got pretty reasonable sized calves to push the, the pedals over. But, uh, um, yeah, we might we might convince Nikki to, to, you know, do the ride. So but when it, you're doing the ride, do people, like, uh, support you by kilometres or what? Or yeah, it's, it's
3: whatever they want. Okay. And that's just, really, so that's it, just it,
0: to create the awareness. It's just
3: a, it's purely just a – we call it as choose-your-own-adventure. Okay. You know, we've got one guy in Brisbane that's doing a – what they call a rolling Everest, and, and all in one go, he's going to ride over 500 kilometres and over 10,000 metres all in one go. You know, so there's so those the things, but we're not asking people to do that. Yeah. We're asking people just to – use the power of a, a an event like this yep. uh, to create conversations, create awareness, create understandings, um, and they fundraise through their different pages, um, you know, to to sort of help us at Love Me, Love You yep. be able to subsidise more programming into sports clubs mm-hmm. um, because we know sports clubs, you know, they run on the smell of an oily rag. Yes. Um, so we believe it's trying to make it programming as much as, as accessible as possible Um, which is a big part of it so um you know for us then to support works you know a part of our work that we do is it's not just saying okay let's raise awareness all that sort of stuff we actually with one of our partners we provide free counseling programs for people to be able to access so which you know for that's for us it costs money and for our partner it, it costs um but we provide it to the community for free yep
0: it's
3: a big thing okay amazing
0: well, Hopefully, yeah, a bit of small part that uh the $1,900 raise on this uh this show can uh can go uh in small some uh, some small way to helping uh out also the awareness. You know, we've, we've been talking about our charities obviously for uh two shows a week for, for nearly 30 weeks now. So hopefully, uh, the awareness or the names are getting out there of our charities and uh you know it can help out in um some small part, but yeah, appreciate uh. You letting me be, uh, I guess, tipping for you for, for no, the year. I appreciate it, goody. After all these years, mate, it's been like 30 years nearly since uh, a <laughs> oh, ages back in the day. So,
3: <laughs> but when, it's when
0: it. we were in primary school, you mean. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: kinder, right? So, it's um, but and that's the thing, right? Having those conversations, be us we talk about it as openly as you, as you all have for the different charities that you're talking about. You never know the impact that it will have on somebody, right? Yep. So it's um it's normalising the process for people to be able to have a conversation, and that's where we need to get to. Yeah, I really appreciate it. and Yeah, you I know, appreciate all the support that's been through. Looking no. forward to
0: it. Thanks for coming in and having a chat to us. Really appreciate it. No, thanks, Woody. Thanks, Nicoletta.
1: Thanks, Lance. Cheers. Okay, that is a wrap for this week's edition of First Look, and this is our last show for the year, so I want to thank MG and Top Rope for putting up with me. Um, Also to Borko, our main man behind the scenes, for editing every week and um, also for putting up with me. Remember, you can follow us on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. All of our podcasts are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Store. Remember, there are so many podcasts still to come for the youth with Little Birdie TV is not done. But you can follow us on socials. So we're Little Birdie TV, Twitter and Insta. Remember, all your footy betting action is at topsport.com.au. Um, just want to thank all of our amazing sponsors, Top Sport. They are really an amazing bookie. Get online, have a look. Spring Carnival's just around the corner. Imagine all the bonuses they're going to be putting out there. Punting form as well. If you're into the races, you need punting form. Also, Manscaped. I'm working on it. These boys next year, you never know, we might have something for you um but thank you so much for joining us each week i've had an amazing time don't forget to join ob and the boys on thursday because they're going to go through the nrl grand final
0: Uh, i'd just like to thank on behalf of little birdie tv nikki for coming in this year first up uh being on uh, any kind of podcast she i think she's done a tremendous job uh hosting every monday she's uh sometimes under the weather but we uh (laughs) you know we push through so i think uh top rope myself she certainly entertained us throughout the uh the monday so i'd just like to uh Thank uh, on behalf of Little Birdie your uh, input to the uh, Monday First Look show.
1: Thank you very much. You know I've enjoyed every minute. <laughs> one, one of one of the great rookie
2: performances, Nick. It was an uh, absolute pleasure to have you on, and uh, uh, yeah, look forward to these every Monday. So well done on and We'll uh, be back uh, bigger and better than ever next show, I imagine.
1: Oh my god, I can't am- can't wait. And um, and I've still got the spring racing carnival to come. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Thanks boys. Thank you so much. Um, thanks to Little Birdie. Obviously this has been a highlight of my year. And um don't forget OB will be back with the boys on Thursday to go through the NRL grand final. You're not gonna want to miss it. Thank you.